Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Astounding Love Church, a global church fellowship. We welcome you on this Feast of Tabernacles, Sukkot Sunday. We are blessed to have you with us, and we pray that you are blessed in all that you do today. Glory to God. Please join us in prayer. Father, we thank you this morning for your goodness, for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for those that are joining us here in San Jose and those that are joining us from around the nation and the world. We pray blessings upon the people of God everywhere. We thank you, Father God, that the stroke, that the uh, yoke of the enemy is broken in our nation, in our communities, and in our lives in the name of Jesus. I pray this morning for the peace of Jerusalem, Father God, and let there be peace within her borders and even around her in Jesus' name. We pray for this nation, that there is peace in this nation, and that the people of uh, this nation come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Yes. Father, we pray this morning for our president as he is yes. uh, going through uh, this affliction, oh God, which we know did not come from you. We pray for complete and total healing yes. from him in the name of Jesus. Yes. From the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, oh God, heal him, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we even pray for those who have spoken evil about him. Those, oh God, who have made fun of him. And those, oh God, who have sent out uh, evil and hateful texts and Facebook posts. We pray, oh God, that they come to you, oh God. That they repent from their sins, oh God. And that they are saved from all unrighteousness in the name of Jesus. We pray that the power of God destroys the yoke and the bondage of the enemy everywhere in the name of Jesus. We pray that not one person walks into this building, oh God, or that hears the gospel message that is spoken in this house, oh God, and remain the same, oh God. We pray, oh God, that, oh God, as we pray and as we speak the word of God, that people are convicted, oh God, and hearts are changed and lives are changed, oh God, and deliverance is brought forth in the name of Jesus. We believe in the word of God. We trust the word of God. We trust you, Lord God with our lives, with our health, and with our strength. And we thank you, O oh God, that we are well. All is well with us. All is well in this nation. All is well. All is well in Jesus' name. Come on, put your hands together and give the Lord praise. Glory to Jesus. Come on and give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. 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 God's been good to you all day long. Uh, he was good to you yesterday. He's been good. Give God praise in the house. Glory to Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Glory to God. I'm reminded what it says, if the Lord had not been on our side, where would we be? Glory to God. We are here. Uh, today is a day of celebration. Uh, today is a time of giving, which every day is. But it is a celebration, the Feast of Tabernacles. And as you come today, understand that as you keep the covenants of God and you do the things that God said in his words, that there is benefit attached to obeying God's word. And as we prepare to bring our tithes, offerings, gifts of loves, alms, trades, whatever you have today, keep in mind that you do not do this out of tradition, but you do it because God said it. Because his word said it, and because you have trust and faith and confidence in God. The scripture I want to read this morning 
is, um, comes out of the book of Luke, Luke 6 and 38. And I'm certain we've, most of you have heard this, and I'll be reading it from the New King James Version. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The apostle is uh, getting exciting, excited because she sees the uh, offering tens which have been cleaned. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Glory to God. Well, I can't take credit for cleaning the tall bins because my brother Danny right. did them all himself. Wow. He wanted to take all the glory, but that's okay. <laughs> no, he, I don't need your correction. Yes, ma'am. Hallelujah, glory to God. I know my place and I'll be quiet. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. All right, Luke 6.38. If you have your Bibles, you can go there. I'll be reading it from the uh, New, King, New King James Version. Give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Now notice what it says here in the middle of this verse. Shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. That means that you don't do that yourself. That means that by giving and following the precepts of the word of God, if you follow precepts of God and you give, things will be given unto you. Now, naturally, we think of money. But this scripture is not talking solely about money. That's right. This scripture is talking about a lifestyle of giving that reflects giving returning to you. Give and it will be given unto you. Now think about something. I, um, uh, I had the occasion to be given something recently. Uh, a person I know gave me a box of olive oil. And from their ranch here in California, there were six bo bottles in this box. Now I had an op, op, I had a choice here. As you heard Dr. Baker, obviously she got one because she's talking about it's good. Uh, uh, I had a choice. I could have kept it all for myself and not shared it. And that's my reward. Or I could do what we did. We gave it to others because it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. And by giving it, even though it's not what we normally think of giving in terms of money, by giving it, I uh, cause Luke 6.38 to be activated in my life. Because the Bible says, give. It doesn't say what to give. It says, give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will it be put into your bosom. 
So as you and I give, as we extend the hand of God, extend the hand of mercy, extend the hand of giving and sharing, as we give, God will cause things to come back to us. So what we did, we took that six bottles of oil. Now we already had a bottle that we had gotten from them previously. And we said we're going to share this with others. And so we kept two of the bottles out of the box, but we gave four of the bottles away. Because here's the thing. I could have been covetous and said, or we could have been covetous. We're not going to give this away. But then when I do that, I cut off my supply. When you are have a spirit of covetousness, you cut off the supply of giving that comes to you because you violate the scriptures when it says give. Now, at the same time, these individuals that the family went on a hunt and uh, they went to Idaho and they went to Colorado and they elk hunt. Elk hunt. Uh, my friend's wife, she killed a nice bull. He also killed one in Idaho and then they went to Colorado and they killed another bull there. And then one of their sons, you know, there was a whole driving deal. One of their sons, he went and uh, he drove another truck just so that they could bring all of this meat back. Oh my gosh. But what did they do? They had the blessing and the privilege to be able to go and do this hunt. Now, if you have not had, had elk meat before, it's delicious. Yes. Amen. It's healthy. Everybody talk about grass-fed and natural. You don't get any natural, natural or whatever than wild meat. You don't get anything that's more natural than that. And so when I went there, he said, well, come around. We've got to go over here to the other side of the place here. And, and, and do you have a bag or something? I said, well, no, I brought a cooler. <laughs> he said, oh, that's great. That's great. And he starts putting meat in this cooler. And then he starts apologizing. Well, is, uh, really, is that enough? Am I giving you enough? I'm thinking, this is more than enough. And he said, well, you know, eat that, do what you can do with that, then we'll come back later and we'll give you more. The blessings of God. So I could have, again, said, well, we're in the time of famine. And I better put this away because we may need this for later. But again, we went out about sharing the goodness of God and sharing with others. So when you get a blessing, whether it's financial or whether it's fruit and vegetables, you know, uh, uh, Judge Connie, throughout the summer, she brought uh, uh, the bounty and the plenty of her garden in here and many of us will be able to or blessed to be able yes. to cook the zucchinis and eat the tomatoes yes. and everything else she brought she shared it with others and by extension because she did what Luke 6 and 38 said God poured out and continues to pour out blessings and men given to her bosom because she Obey the principles of the word of God. Amen? Yes. Come on, everybody, stand to your feet. If you have tithes, offerings, gifts of love, this is the time to bring them. Glory to God. Hallelujah.
Glory to God. So if you have them running up here, excited with joy and bring them, glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Father, we thank you today for the tithes, for the offers, the gifts of love. We thank you for those that have attuned their heart to hear the word of God. I pray today, oh God, as the pastor comes forth with the word that you have given her for today and the apostle comes forth, that the people, oh God, in the hearing, that hear the word of God, oh God, will attune their ears and also their heart to receive the engrafted word of God that is has the power to change, the power to destroy the yokes of enemy, the power, oh God, to move people to new levels and dimensions in you if we will obey the instructions of God sent person in the earth realm. So I pray today, oh God, that we get knowledge today, but more important that we get understanding. I pray that we get understanding not from this world, but from the another world, from the kingdom of righteousness. I pray that we, oh God, no longer think the way that we think, oh God, the way we've been taught and conditioned to think in this world, but we begin to think like you think, oh God, that we do what you say do, oh God, that we follow the instructions in the written word, oh God, which is a road map for our lives, oh God. I pray today, oh God, anyone that's walked into this building, that's downtrodden and heads hung down, oh God, that they understand, oh God, the covenant that they have with you, and that means we have no reason, no purpose, no reason we should have a hung down head, for God died for us, and everything else for us is all about victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, put your hands together for the pastor as she comes. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to Jesus. testimonies and we're going to do something today i'm looking at this beautiful um feast of tabernacles the sukkahs and they you know if they were upside down i mean the other way around it would look like a real sukkah but it also looks like a sukkah you know what that is right and during this time this was a time that they spent in the wilderness. But they didn't live life as normal. And this is a time 
for you and I to abandon our old ways and come into what it is that God has. Okay? Number one, they didn't think about themselves. Say this. They didn't think about themselves. They didn't think about themselves. So you know what? So you know what? The rest of these seven days? The rest, the rest of these seven, seven days, days? I'm not going to be thinking about me. I'm not going to be thinking about me. So now I can be happy. Now I can be happy. Can't you see that? My Lord Jesus. When you stop thinking about yourself, all of a sudden happy comes. <laughs> and then so the happy comes. Okay? Because if you think about you, happy ain't going to come. He going to evade you and avoid you. Okay? So what we're going to do is 30-second testimonies. Now let me tell you how, what a testimony is not, and let me tell you what a testimony is. Come on now. A testimony is not. Is I prayed, and God, I prayed, and, and then the Lord answered me, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this. And then, uh, this is what happened. Who are you testifying of? Me. Yourself. Okay? It don't matter what you did or what you didn't do. Testimony is about what he did. 30-second type testimony is like this. And we're going to do this in the afternoon service also. I mean, the afternoon biblical solutions for life also. God healed me. God delivered me, God had this happen, God did this, and God did this, and God did this. After many years, God did this and this, it manifested, this manifested, God did, God did, God did, God did. I ain't nowhere in the mix. That's a testimony. Nobody else is nowhere in the mix. Unless God delivered my, my, my daughter, God delivered my son, God delivered this, God brought them home, God did this, God did this, God did this. Ain't by Dr. Baker, not Pastor Lanzine, this person prayed, that person prayed, uh, the courts of heaven, any of that stuff. We're going to give glory, who is God, God is his own glory, and we're going to give this back to him. Do you understand? Because we're not lifting ourselves up anymore. And we're going to begin to have testimony after testimony. And, and this is what's going to happen in this place. And what's going to happen is that there's going to be more and more and more. Because he says, if I be what? Yeah. Then I will take care of everything else. That's what it means, draw men unto you. To me. Okay? So not how I did this, and I was tired, and I did this, and I really didn't want to do this, and I really didn't want to do this, and I really, that's a complaint. Hola. <laughs> okay, so both of these mics are hot. And uh, whoever wants to come forth and, and, and give God praise and, 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 and testify to something that he's done, come on down. Hallelujah. God delivered me from pride and is still working on me. There was a spirit of humility that I needed to work on. He has. Uh, okay, let me let me let me okay, show you something. Okay, God delivered. God delivered. End of story. Me from pride. From pride. 
I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. That you're working it out. That you're working it out. And then go ahead and tell the rest of it. I had a brother who called me late Saturday night. <laughs> oh, it don't matter about you. Oh, they, what did God do? Repaired that relationship. Oh, Hallelujah! God repaired a relationship. Let me show you something. And, and she's a, a, a perfect one because she ain't going to get mad at me and run away and say, I ain't coming back no more, okay? What it is is this. We're so used to telling all of the story. But when you talk to me, what do I say? Shut up. No, no. What am I looking for? <laughs> Bottom line. Give me the end. And then uh, we can worry about the beginning uh, later. Okay. okay. So what I want, yeah, I w what I want you to do is I want you to start all over and tell what God did. Okay. You don't have to talk about you, you. You know, just tell what God did. God's the only one that you're mentioning. God delivered me from pride and has worked out relationships in my family to being healthy. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to Jesus. We give you glory, Lord. Hallelujah. I was saved. Uh, 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 uh. What God did is He saved my life from a fatal accident. Uh, wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. God, but you started out with who? No, you didn't. Yeah. Did she start out with herself? Yeah. I was. I was. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I was. See, it starts out with God. You see, when it starts with God, it ends with God. It gives Him glory. God delivered me from an accident that could have been fatal last night. Yeah, God did that. That's what it was. Hallelujah. Yeah. But do you see how it comes out of here? Yeah. Because we're, we're, you're going to learn this. And as you learn this, what's going to happen is you're going to learn to do this and then more and more and more and more. You're going to have more things to testify of. Last Monday, God delivered me. Uh, 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 uh. Start off with God. God delivered me last Monday from something. It was some kind of heaviness that he just took off of me, like a cloak. Hallelujah. That's number one. And then he sent me monies unexpectedly um, that were a blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory <laughs> to God. Glory to God. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, God has brought my family together closer and healthier. And I I, I thank him for bringing my brother uh, back and, um, you know, in good health. And yeah. that work, God has done a lot for me lately. And I truly appreciate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Go ahead on now.
worship you. We thank you, Father. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you are so good. We thank you that we can give you praise. We thank you that we can give you praise. We give you praise, praise, praise to Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name. 
praise you, Father. I praise you, Jesus. I praise you, Holy Spirit. That we have a place in you, even as you have a place in us. Enlarge your tents, your territory, all of our heart, all, all, the good, the bad, the ugly, the hidden, everything laid before you, everything open to your sight. Oh, my God, my God, you are so wonderful yes, and so excellent yes, and so glorious and so yes, amazing. Yes, yes, yes. And I praise you, Father. I worship you, Lord. Praises, glory, honor, thanksgiving, adoration, exaltation, shouts and hallels and voices of, 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 of gladness and thanksgiving and gratitude and recognition to the Most High God, giving glory to your name with the glory that resides on the inside of us, voicing back to you, I love you, I love you. And it's back and forth, I love you, 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 till the whole earth is a recipient of the love of God and knows it because it's so different from everything else that has been spilled out. Healings flow because your presence is here. Darkness flees from you. Everything that you desire, this is the pleasure of God, not the pleasure of man. The pleasure of God is what we seek, to please you, to, to find out what you delight in, and then to give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the cleanser of our hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you, O oh God. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you thanksgiving. We give you whatever you want from us. We give you our tongues to speak from. We give you our ears to hear you. We give you hands to lay upon the sick, or to bless, or to lift up, or to bring about change, or to be artistic. We give you hands for your creation. We give you hearts to change toward you and then toward others. We give you entrance. Oh, Father, to who you are in us, we give you us. I give you me. I give you me. I give you me. Not me, 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 me. But I give you me because you gave me. You gave first. You gave first. God is first. God is first. You gave us you. Yes. Huh. You gave us you. You gave us you. 
thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that our atmosphere here resonates with that. Thanksgiving to you. In this time of first fruits, in this holy day, that the hearts of the people in this house and all over the world, <laughs> that as you look, you see room for you. Yes, 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 yes. Big room for you. Big room for you. And I thank you for that. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. Glory to God. Um, a couple things I want to do. One, I want to say blessed happy birthday to Minister Alfred. <laughs> birthday to all of you October babies. We'll say it to Minister Jerry a little later this month, and, but to you all. And if I didn't say it to you, September babies, same thing, and on and on. So January to December, you're covered. So, good morning. I kind of wonder where to start. So if you happen to have, and there's not going to be a great bit of traffic, if you don't have it, you just need to pick it up and have it next time this card on you, you should pull it out. You don't get to get up and go get one. But you can post it to a friend. It's okay because you get to hear it. Sometimes hearing is better the first time. So, but they are on the table in the back, all right? So on one side is the last part of the word that the Lord gave to Dr. Baker um, from 1996 to 2002. But the side we're gonna look at is new breed of Christian. And so we're gonna be referencing this and everybody knows that they are accessible. It's not gonna be on PowerPoints this morning. Um, I don't know if it will be on PowerPoint as of yet, but I think that the notes that you take, because these are laminated, so you can't really take great notes on them anyway. So you won't need it a lot. I'm just telling you this is where, what we're gonna talk about. This is where it's coming from, okay? So if you're not left out, I'm just saying don't get up because then it causes a disturbance, but I think you know that. All right. Uh, Father, we thank you also. You know, it says we're in the secret place of the Most High God and that we abide under the shadow of the Almighty, that we can say of you that you are our refuge. You are our strong tower. You are our protection. We've been saying this for a long time, Psalm 91. Sometimes we've quoted it and sometimes we've read it and sometimes we've meant it. And in other times we've really meant it. <laughs> you know, sometimes you can pray a prayer or you say a scripture because it's what you say. And then there are other days you saying it because you're saying it. It's like, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm letting it be known. No, I, see, I really do mean this. I, I don't just say this. This is, this is not like saying, hey, yeah, it's good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. It's not like that. No, I really mean the Lord perfects the things that concern me. Not, okay, well, the Lord perfects the things that concern me. No, I really mean it. And when there's something going on that needs perfecting, I'm really meaning the Lord perfects the things that concern me. He brings things to maturity. He handles business. He completes what needs to be completed. He does all that. Psalm 138, verse 8. 
That's what I was just saying. Not quoting, but speaking. And it has been incorporated. There's scriptures that are incorporated into your conversation. It's not what you just say. Though people can say, well, you always say that. It's like, yeah, I do always say the Lord perfects the things that concern me. I always say, when you tell me your long story, God's got a word for that. I always say that. <laughs> I say it much to the irritation of some and the joy of others. It just depends on which moment it hits them. God's got a word for that, you know? I don't say, well, you're sure stupid. I say, God's got a word for that. I don't say, I don't think that there's any help for you and all the uh, all the creation. I say, God's got a word for that. Sometimes we got to dig deep to find it, but he's got one. There's a solution to every problem before a problem ever existed. When we look at our lives from his perspective, why would we go back to looking at them any other way? Unless you just like looking at train wrecks and maggots and you know yeah. things like that. It's like, well, no, not really. Um, not like that, no. So here's a little prayer for you. Uh, Dr. Baker talked about the frequency of obedience last week. And next week, I think it is, we're probably really going to talk about these sounds and things a, a little more. But this is something that I had read uh, I'm reading a novel about a man that's learning how to change his life and he was with a minister who mentored him and, and this is my extraction from the, from the pull quote of the book Lord this day I choose to allow my heart mind will and emotions you can say that part Lord this day Lord, Lord this day, day I, choose I choose to allow my, my heart, heart mind, my mind, will, and my emotions, check this out, to continually <coughs> resonate with the frequency of obedience. Mm. Oh, to continually resonate with the frequency of obedience. Because you know, to obey God, I need his help. Yeah. I'm just tell, no, I'm telling you that. Oh. Now, okay, I guess it's your sister. Yeah. You know, it's your t-shirt. Yeah. No, I really, I have a t-shirt. Yeah, that's, well, that's somebody else's business. That's fine. The frequency of obedience. I need his help to obey him. Because I, I, I could show you train wrecks, um, which are my attempts to obey God, without God. I don't recommend it. It's like trying to pray without him. And I'm sure many of you have awakened from a call. I'm not talking about the 5 a.m.s. Or awakened from a stupor when somebody was finished praying and you were standing right there in a circle. It's like, did they pray really? I didn't hear it. Because they didn't bring God into it. We didn't start with him. I've prayed those prayers. I'm sure some of you have oh, as well. Prayed these prayers that were long, loud, and empty. There was no faith. There was no hope. There was no word. It was just words. This is very early on. Okay. She said, with a smile. All right. This day I choose to allow my heart, my mind, my will, and my emotions to continually resonate with the frequency of obedience, which means I'll never turn it off. Absolutely. Now, you could say with the frequency of success. You could say with the frequency of his wisdom. You could say with the, 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 the frequency of his good pleasure which will bring all of those other things. It brings obedience and, and wisdom and knowledge and understanding and everything else in. 
I want to, to resonate with your frequency of you, of your, what gives you pleasure. What is it that pleases you? What is it that would, would uh, magnify you, amplify your voice, and allow your perfect will to be made known not just to me, but to others? See, when I, I, I want to change, this is, this, is, this is something that he's already released to us, but, but to come to it on a, on a, in a different way, the, the way that is the exercise of your freedom to choose. You see, God has given us all things that pertain to good and all things that pertain to, to, to godliness and so forth, but he's also given us the choice to allow him to teach us how to activate those things so that they can work in our lives. And a lot of times people will sit and say, well, I thought God gave me this and that. He did, but, but you didn't, but you have, to do, you have to do something with it. It's like sitting at a table and a meal is placed before you and you don't eat it. The food is there, the utensils to eat the food are there. But if you sit at the table and do not eat, then you will not be fed. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Now I know I'm talking to the wrong bunch as far as something like that could, because none of us sit at a table and look at food and uh, don't eat it. Not okay. Well, it depends. Let's, let's, Daniel, let's, especially Daniel. Okay, let's say let's say Mom prepared or Dr. Baker prepared the meal. Uh, chances are very good you're not going to turn your nose up at it and say, "Man, I'm not. I'm, I'm fasting forever." Now, if they put a plate of something that you don't even recognize as being real food in front of you, you maybe I suddenly chose to fast. Yeah. Right? But God is never going to set before us. You know, God is not going to set before us um, evil. No, He's not. Okay. I'm not going to say he won't set something before us that's unpalatable because sometimes the choice to eat what he's serving means that the change has to come for us. <laughs> so you may sit there and look at that like I did liver or not. Okay. Here's another one. I choose to allow my every thought, word, action, and motive to align with you to fulfill your purpose, pleasures, and will on this earth. Yes. I want to allow my every thought, my every word, my every action, my every motive to line up, and this is resonating, to, to, to actually echo your sound, to, to, to create your sound, um, not echo, but to mimic, to, to, to actually vibe it, to sound off at that exact same sound level so that there is never a mistake that it's gone. This is the thing that people mean when they say, if you will stay in the armor of God or if you will do these things and speak, the devil doesn't know it's you because you're, because you're inside of Jesus. Well, then that means that my sound is his too. Yes, 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 yes. There's a lot of things that we've taught that we, we need to take it a little further because we've gotten into the place where it's been introduced to people and people speak the surface thing, but there's nothing of substance. Because we need to give you, and I apologize for any time I've ever done that, because it's got to give you the part that you use to turn, to flip the switch to turn it on. For you to be able to walk in it, not just go around saying it. 
with no power connected to it. You know, you gotta plug it in. Anybody have a, 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 a computer? Okay, and, and um, it has several things. One, you have to hook it up and then you plug it in the wall, correct? But does it work? It won't work until you do the next thing, which is to turn it on. And then, even though it will come on, it does nothing for you if you don't know how to access it. That's right. So we've got power. We have a vessel or a container, and then we've got the know-how. And all of those things together create all kinds of amazing stuff that'll come forth. Okay? So this is what the Word of God is like, and this is what our lives are like. Now last week I shared something with you all. I shared how I, how I got set free. And this week has been really interesting because I've been learning about myself. You see, when you've lived a false life, you've done a lot of things that are not true to who you are. That's right. And so what happens is you start discovering who you are, and some of the things you discover are actually surprising. You learn that you like certain things, but you don't like other things. You learn how to be honest with other people because you're not listening for deception anymore. You're not wanting to, it's like I've had enough of being deceived, let alone trying to stay deceived. And so there's this discovery. Let's use the first scripture here. Go to John. Is it John? Yeah, let's go to John chapter 16. Or John chapter 8. Let's look at John chapter 8 first. And here, when Yeshua was speaking to them, and he said, I'm going someplace that you can't come. But he also told them, Let's go to verse 28. So Yeshua said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He. And I do nothing of myself. But everything I've spoken, I speak these things as my I speak these things as my Father taught me. Now that in and of itself is a very key thing. I speak these things as my Father taught me. And I'm not going to deviate from the way that He taught me. My God, my God, my okay? God. That's what he did. So everything he said to them, and at this point he's telling them, I'm going to go where I'm going, you can't come, but, but I'm going to send, you know, these, these things are going to happen. And um, he said, because he told them, you're from below, I'm from above, you're of this world, I'm not of this world. Oh, so I told you, you'll die in your sins, for unless you believe that I'm the one, that I'm he, you will die in your sins. Now he made that very clear. So anybody saying, well, you being too this, that, or that, Jesus himself said it. Okay, he said, if you don't believe in me, you'll die in your sins. Now, believe in me does not simply mean um, you think I'm okay, or that you and I gotta, you know, we, we gotta, we have a, um, what, what do people say? We have an understanding. Yeah, you don't. Um, unless you have his understanding, you don't have an understanding yes. with him. Yes. So, those are things that we, we establish within, I mean, it's good to tell somebody else that, but we gotta tell ourselves. You see, I have to tell myself that. I have to remind myself, no, you don't have an understanding with God on your terms. That's right. Oh. That's it. Okay. I don't have a walk with God on my terms. No. And I don't have anything. None of, none of, none of my things are on my terms. And I learned mm. that there were a lot of ways that I had lived on my terms. Because my terms were terms of survival. Wow. 
you know, when you're when you're being false, but you don't know what to be, and it seems Ooh. unattainable, then you 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 have you you create great coping skills and a lot of false faces, Ooh. and and that explains to me why so many times I was hung up on me because I didn't know me. Which part is which is you know identify yourself? Well, which identity of mine did you want? You know, because if you want the real one, I can't give that to you. But I can give you any of the other ones that I've come up with, you know, and and so all of that got stripped, and so now here it is. Here it is. I can do nothing of myself. I I don't do anything of myself, but I speak these things as my Father taught me, because He who sent me is with me. He did not just send me. God does not just send us. He is with us. Now this is the one they call Emmanuel, God with us, saying that God is with me. So we're singing that song. He's living that life. <laughs> Got it? He wants us to live that life. Not just sing the song. And so he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. Don't you like being around someone that brings pleasure to you? I mean, certain people, there's certain little babies that were just, they just had so much laughter all the time that you just enjoy that baby for a minute, you know. And when the baby's not enjoying what's in its diaper, you give it off to the parents and you still enjoy the baby. And when the baby's clean and smelling good, bring them back. I enjoy the baby again. I also, you know, I have that enjoyment, but there's also people, adults, I should say, that you also, their conversation is always, these are the words people use. Oh, they're always so uplifting. Lifting up what? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they just always uplift. What are they lifting up? Your emotions or your spirit? Oh, come on. Oh, oh. I like being around them because they make me feel good, or I like being around them because they provoke me to think, or I like being around them because they never give me any any fakery about myself. I like being around them because they tell me the truth. But they do it with so much fun. I had a ball telling folks this week, you're deceived or you're in rebellion, isn't that funny? Because I thought it was funny. It's like, how can you think it's funny to tell me I'm in rebellion? Well, because now you know. So you know, now that you know, you can get out of it. So I just think it's hysterical because, I mean, unless you're stupid, you're not going to go, well, I'm in rebellion and I'm staying there. I've been stupid, personally. So, you know, I'm in rebellion and I'm staying there. But I was like, no, I'm not staying. I'm just going to, you know. Uh, I made three, I, I had a four-day reservation and it's already, it was paid in advance, so. That kind of silliness, no. I think it's funny when you can point to something and say, hey, you're deceived. <laughs> I'm deceived? Yeah, you're deceived. Oh. Well, praise God, I'm deceived. <laughs> well, you're not praising God that you're deceived, but you're praising no. God, well, that's why this has not been working right. I'm deceived. <laughs> that's why. Praise God, the solution has come. Let me just find truth and get yes. out of deception, right? That's how simple it is. It's not go up to 20 prayer lines and get slathered with enough oil to you know, rub uh, bread on you and, 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 and garlic or something, but 
to, um, what do you need prayer for? I'm going to talk to this person right here. What do you need prayer for? Well, I'm deceived. Well, what do you want me to pray about? Pray that I not be deceived. Well, let's open the Bible. No, I should pray. That's not proven. No, it's not. Have you been prayed for before? Yes. Did it work? I don't know. I'm deceived. Well, then let's find out what the Word of God said. What are you deceived about? I don't know. Well, then let's go to the Word and let's start with you getting born again. Are you born from above? I don't know. Yeah, that's where we're going to start. See? Right. We just assess. Yes. And then we bless. And you notice that person in the blue chair? Welcome to the family. Yes. We see Jesus and we now come and take your seat. In the name of Jesus. Alright. So oh yeah, we talked about chairs. There's a person that sits there. Going to meet whoever you are. This is where you're sitting. All right. I learned what he's saying right here that the Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. Well, then I choose to resonate on that same level of obedience. I, I want to resonate on the obedience where I can always learn the frequency of obedience that allows me to hear you clearly, God, that allows me to hear you. It's not even audibly, that first impression that I get, that I know is you. I recognize you in this moment. And I'm gonna do what you tell me to do. That's it, no matter what. Because you know what? It's gonna line up with his word. That's right. It's going to line up with his word. He's not gonna tell you strip, bare, uh, strip uh, take off your shoes and go walk in the middle of the street. <laughs> not. So if you hear that, test it. Who is Lord? You know, who is Lord? Jesus is Lord. Can you say that to me right now? No? Then I know that I don't, I'm not going to go take my shoes off and walk in the middle of the street. I'm using the kind of silly analogy, but I'm going to resonate obedience, which means this, this is not, that doesn't sound like the right frequency to me. And when I choose to be in him that way, then things that are not him become easily recognizable. Mm -hmm. Or at least will move me to question him. Because God does not mind you asking him questions about, Lord, how, you know, can you show me in your word that this is you? That's right, that's right. That's See, that's right. a question he never has oh, a problem God with. And if you ever hear a voice tell you, I told you what to do, you do not need to be bothered with the scripture. That is not God. Somebody needs this today. Yes. So I, I'm, I'm going to take the time to say that and, and to just let it be known. It is, I always want to be accurate with what you are saying. And this takes religion out of it. This is relationship. Can you show me where you said that? You know, um, you know, I, when people share stories with me, I will listen, and my mom will tell you, we listen, and then all of a sudden, like, there's a, there's a scriptural precedent for that. And we're able to tell you, or some others that I talk to, you know, that reminds me of the story in the Bible. That's what you want to hear. That's right. It reminds me oh, of yeah. the time in the Bible when oh, this yes, happened. Yes, yes, 
because yeah, yeah. even though it's a different era, it's totally different ways of living, talking, and so forth, some things are the same. You see, the Spirit of God has never changed, and Satan hasn't either. So evil is still evil, and God is still good. Amen. Woo! Okay? Are, we with, are you with me? Yep. You think, well, this is, I don't know what you actually think, but if you happen to be thinking that this is, uh, da, 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 Stop thinking that and come in and pay attention to what's being said because you're going to get God something great. What he's saying is real. So here he says in verse 30 or verse 29, he who sent me is with me. The father has not left me alone for I always do those things that please him. Now that should be one of your statements. If Jesus said something such as this, and it's what helped him to do what he did, then it's the same words we speak so that he can help us do what he wants to do through us. So Jesus, the, or the Father, the Holy Spirit, has not left me alone. For I always do. I do those things that please him. I do those things that please the Father. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That will stop you in the middle of a whatever. The reminder, you know why, how I know? Because the word will come and tap you on the shoulder. And it's, and all it says is, you always do the things that please the Father. And when you find yourself in the midst of getting ready to press send on something or doing this or that, and the word of God says to you, you always do those things that please the Father, you get arrested right in that moment. That's the moment that obedience steps in because the word, when the scriptures come up to you, that's the word of God talking to you. And he's telling you, change it now he's giving you that warning he's giving you that information he's giving you that way of escape my God, my God. or he's speaking something to you that lets you know you are in in the flow of what it is that he wants to do but what he never does he does not just leave you sometimes you may choose not to hear him and we'll say i don't know that i hear his voice it's like then ask him to tell you something about you that only he would know. And when you hear that, you'll know. Ask him to show you, Lord, what was the first scripture that you really wanted to speak to me? You know, it's like, if you say God doesn't talk to you, it's not the truth. God does talk to you. He talks to his own. Now, when you're saying, I have not heard him, we can help with that. But you've got to start by not calling God a liar. That's right. That's right. Because Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger they do not follow. That may be where you have to start. I belong to him. You know, you start from the, some would say from the positive instead of the negative. But let's, let's, let's go up high. Start from the truth and stop repeating the lie. That's right. Mm. Be in the habit of speaking the truth. And then the truth is going to do something, which, hey, let's find out what it does. Verse 31, Yeshua said to those Jews who believed him, see, because it says in verse 30, as he spoke these words, many believed in him. Many believed what he said. Now, those that believed what he said could take the next step in him. Those that did not believe were in a frozen place. <laughs> These are when people say, I just don't feel like I'm a part of things. Where's your belief? What's, what's your barometer? Uh, the temperature of your belief right now. 
Do you believe these things about God? Yes. Do you believe these things about God concerning you? No. That's why you feel left out. That's right. That's it. That's why you feel left out. I feel like I can't hear him. But see, all of these feelings are not the truth. They're feelings. The truth is, he does speak if you, but I may not be listening or I may not be tuned in. So I can, because Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger they don't follow. I know I belong to him, and therefore I'm going to take Jesus' words and say, I can hear you. I'm going to start speaking truth instead of repeating the lie that my emotions may be speaking out. Because your feelings will, we don't really know what we're supposed to feel sometimes. So our feelings will tell us, this is what you feel, or this is not what you feel, or this is what you think. Or this is not what you think. This is how you see these people or the, the situation. Or this is how you see yourself. And it's not how you see yourself. It's how you feel about yourself. And so it distorts your vision because those feelings are not God. They're not you, per se. They're emotions or they're twisted information. They're stuff that's been working. And the only thing that's going to clarify and bring us into the place of, of safety and the place of power is the word of God. Because the word of God cleans. It's, it it's, uh, uh, takes out all the snarls, takes out all the tangles, gets rid of all of the clotted stuff, gets rid of all of the deceptions and the lies. It cleans the sheen of, of, of dirt, filth away from us, and it brings things into the light. And the word of God is not afraid of the light. That's right. But That's darkness right. is. That's right. And the thoughts that we think, if, you, if they don't want to be brought to light, they want to stay hidden in you. They want to stay in a dark place where they can fester and work against you. Bring them into the light. This is where the truth, where we'll start to know the truth. This is what I, I, I found is, is what has taken place and is taking place in every area of living is that when we can look at something and say, this is how I feel about it, but to bring it to the light, you don't have to go on the trail to try to figure out where you know these emotions came from or any of this. You just bring it into the light, the light of the word of God, and all of a sudden you'll get the whole picture. And you'll see, wow, this is based on deception. This is based on a wound. This is based on whatever it is. Whatever it is, God's got a word for it. That's right. And the blood of Jesus can fix it. If you ever watched, what is it, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, it was fun, the funny movie because the dad was trying to clean everything with Windex. He, if you had a cut, he'd use Windex. Dirty window, he'd use Windex. Whatever it was, just put a little Windex on it. It'll take care of everything. Well, I'm that way about the blood of Jesus. <laughs> put the blood of Jesus on it. It'll cleanse stuff. It'll, whatever's not him, it'll break. It'll break off of you, it'll break away from you, it'll crumble, it'll dissolve, it'll do whatever it will. Because it, 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 is, it was designed by God to be the thing that fixes everything. My God, God, yes it wow. is, yes it is. See, it just never goes out of style. And I think that's an awesome thing. So he said, Yeshua said, this is verse 31, to those Jews who believed him, if you remain in my word, then you are truly my disciples, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you on the course of freedom. It will free you from where you've been, 
And from that moment on, it will set you on the course to always seek the truth about yourself and about God and about others. You'll then start putting God first. Because in the beginning, he's not to you. He's not first. That's why we're being trained even with testimonies, to, to yes. put God first. Because our natural proclivity is not to put God first. So it has to be, he can't be second nature to you anymore. It has to be first. People go, oh, that's second nature. It needs to be first. It has to be the, the default. The default has to change from me to him. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. So as I've been learning these different things, now we can go over to John chapter 16. And in John 16, let's look at verse 8. And he said, when he comes, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Let's start with verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, now see, those things right there. I go, I'll send, he will come. When he comes. So when he comes is a certainty that he would come. It wasn't if he comes, it's when he comes. So right there, he's already told you, I already know that these things are taking place. And the spirit, the advocate, the spirit, what uh, other translations might say, the comforter, will come to you. And when he comes. So there's your hope in God. When. When. This is what they said in Deuteronomy when Moses was telling them, when you come into the land. When you come into the land. Deuteronomy 6, Deuteronomy 7. When you come into the land. So there was no more... Someday our land will come. He was, this was the pep, the, the pep talk, the prep talk that said, these are the, this is your preparation time for you going into the land. You're getting, you're taking possession of the land. When you go in, the wealth is there. When you get into that place of wealth, not if. Right. When you come right. to the place of wealth, these are the things I want you to know. When you come into it. That's the word of the Lord here. When this happens. And now we've even moved from when to as it is happening. Because see, that's what manifestation does. As it is happening. So we're in that part of the story where the stuff is happening. And the, the stuff that was already done, we're in the place now where it began to happen. Even though it's already done. Are you with me? It is finished means it's already done. But the story is the journey. Or the journey is the story that you go to. And this was the place in the story where you scarcely dared to believe. Then you started to believe. So you kept going in the story. You turned the page of the, of the story. And so as you turn the page of the story, there's a whole... Have you ever read a book that seemed like... Hmm, kind of dragging, and then you flip the page and it just went from this action to this action to this action. Well, that's the page you're on.
where you are. So you're in, it's not when, it's, it's definitely not if. When it's God, there is no if. So then you get to when. Okay, now we have moved from if to when to as. As this happens, as your increase shows up in your accounts, as your healing manifests in your body, do you have a plan for life after sickness? They should. Do you have a plan for, you know, as silly as it is, Super Bowl, what happens after the interview and the winning team? What are you going to do next? I ain't going to Disneyland. <laughs> but they're paying me $100,000 to say I am. So I'm going to Disneyland, right? You see, um, they have a plan for after the win. And part of the plan is enjoy this day, boys. Enjoy the glory. Now get back to work. Because we want to do this again. Do you see? What's your plan? And that's what he's saying. As you come into the land, that's why the preparation is so important. Because you have to think differently about what God, what you have to think from God's perspective instead of from your own perspective. Because you get the wealth of God, which you don't, um, and you have that poverty mindset, you'll become very stingy. This is what Minister Dury was talking about. You have a poverty mindset, you will hoard everything. Because the scarcity mentality says save it up for a rainy day. But I feel like, well, when it rains, I got a whole different wardrobe. And I got all kinds of other cool plans. You know, when it rains, that means we get to put on our boots. Well, I wouldn't save my sandals for a rainy day, right? You get to put on boots and you get to wear the cool, the, the cool fall or winter type of stuff. And in this church, you get to sit sometimes and wear a really nice coat, get a really good, beautiful coat for the wintertime, because when you come to church, and the summertime, and the summertime, so because like, oh, hey, you get to sit up here and look good, right? Okay, so I don't need to save anything for a rainy day. I have provision for the rainy day. I already have what I need for a rainy day, and I have what I need for a summer day, and I have what I need for a spring day, and I have what I need for a fall day. And all this in between. You see what I mean? So scarcity says you got to save it just in case. But the wealth of the kingdom says I have all things. And I always have what I need. Because the Lord perfects the things that concern me. See what I mean? Yes. All right. So in John 16, he said, So when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin. Because they do not believe in me. Because they do not believe in me. That's where that conviction comes from. You and I get convicted in those areas of life where we do not believe him. When we get caught doing, and I, I immediately I was convicted. Of course you're convicted because you're walking in doubt, unbelief, pride, self, whatever. So the spirit of truth convicts us. Thank God he convicts us because it means that our heart is still soft toward him. Yes. There's a hard area, but that, that conviction just came through. To say, in this area of your life, in this area of your thinking, you don't believe me. Mm -hmm. And I want you to change that. Mm -hmm. So we say, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll <take> it. <laughs> That's all, yeah. I mean, it's not, right. Again, it's not this long, hot drama where you, you know, go running and throw yourself <laughs> down and do all this stuff. You don't have to do all that. Just, yes, Lord. Make that change. 
later in the gratitude, you know, that some of that might happen. I'm so grateful that you stopped me. I'm so grateful that you spoke to me. I'm so grateful that my heart is sensitive to hear you. And I can be convicted of truth. I, as I've learned things about myself recently, I found ugly stuff I didn't know was there. It's like, it's like a discovery of a certain ugly. And at the same time, the power to get rid of it immediately instead of holding it because you get clean and you feel, oh, that's nasty, that's dirty, I don't want it. I'm finding it easier to cry. You know, I have to laugh at some of the stuff I've been weeping over because other things you just have to go back and start weeping and crying in tongues so that you don't even hear what you have to say about it and just get, get past it. And all of a sudden you know he just took care of that. So I won't ever do that again, even the, even the ability to entertain such ugliness will not save me. Hallelujah. Because it's distasteful to me. And I'm getting it the first round, how God is seen. It's like, oh no, 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 we don't want that. We don't want that. We're talking about him perfecting us, not us trying to be perfect. That's right, yeah. Hallelujah. See, there's freedom that in that, that, okay? Again. There's freedom in that. When he, the Lord, Psalm, Psalm 8, 138 verse 8, the Lord perfects the things that concern me. I don't try to be perfect. That's right. God Hallelujah. perfects me. Hallelujah. So get, look, yes, I know people have high standards and all that. I'm not going to tell you to do that. I'm going to ask you to check in with God and find out, is it you or is it him? You know what will happen? So many good things. You'll have a better team of people. People won't be so nervous and frittery around you all the time because they're trying to please you instead of trying to please God. God. Mm -hmm. We'll help each other to live at a higher standard yes. than what we've heard. Because the Bible says, do not be men pleasers. Mm -hmm. Please God. That does not mean, well, I don't have to please you. That's not what I mean. And if you get slapped, it's your own fault. Amen. <laughs> okay. You got that, Daniel? <laughs> but you can look at your motive it's fun to do things for others I mean wow look at how beautiful this is and thank you you know for the gifts and the things that everything that you all do is, is so heart it touches the heart but you know why the gifts are easy to receive it's because there's a feeling a sense about them you did it to please God, that the motivation was not to please men, but to seek God to please him, and he told you, this will please them. Yeah. You see the difference? God will even tell you the right gift to get. Check this out, man. God will tell you the right gift. You say, Father, I want to please you. I got to give the gift to my wife or to my fiance or whatever. Lord, she, 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 she liked the she liked my power tools better than she liked the vacuum cleaner. Why did she throw that vacuum cleaner at me and say, you use it? I don't understand that. And all these kind of things. Because, son, son, that was pleasing to you. The thought of your clean floor was more pleasing to you than it was. So she wanted the $1,700 Louis Vuitton. And somehow you thought the Sears 100 or uh, Target $198 vacuum was going to do it. 
and, and, and the wealth and the wealth on your head, you know, it explains to you from where the vacuum cleaner hits you when the good Lord, where the good Lord did not split you. Um, yeah, Dion, you did not hear what your husband just said. But if you call me, I will tell you. Okay, uh, I will tell it. Okay, but can you see God? I want to give a gift to my husband, my wife, my son, my daughter, my friend, my whatever. I want to do it to please you. Yes. Right. And God says, then this is what you do. That's right. And you please God because you went to God to ask him. And God knows everything about the person or the people and told you what to do. And everybody was happy. So the gift giving just went up. Okay, I'm going to get to what I'm, I'm going to say here. Okay. And then you'll see this. I have yet many things to tell you. He says, you will see me, I'm going to my father, and you will see me no more. And of judgment, he will convict you because the ruler of this world stands condemned. The prince of this world is already condemned. Yes, he is. That means he's damned. I have yet many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. But, and he's saying, because your inside is not reflective of my inside. Mm -hmm. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. This is what I'm talking about. The discoveries about self as you walk in the freedom God gives to you will show you the spirit of God will continue to take you on the journey to truth. This is what I actually, this is the standard I have for you. This is the standard you've been living at. This will take you out off track. This, this little change right here will move you this way will keep you moving towards me, okay, in, in this life that you're living here. This is the kind of truth that he gives you. He starts to give us, it's also referred to maybe as correction, alignment, it's tuning, fine tuning, which speaks to frequencies again, and sound, the emission of sound. He fine tunes us to always keep us in line, to it always resonating, ringing, resounding, his voice, his way of doing things. Um, so this is what he said. He'll not speak on his own authority, but he'll speak whatever he hears, and he'll tell you things that are to come. So he'll give you the insights. He gives you, these are things you can pray. Holy Spirit, it says that this is what you do. You are the spirit of truth. Show me what you want me to see, mm -hmm. which is a much better prayer than just tell me everybody else's business. Show me what you want me to see. Now that will could include me, you know, yourself. It could include the people around. It, it, it's show me what you want me to see. Why? Because that's what's relevant to you in this moment. Because that's what's you. It's something that I need to be prepared for for you to address. And so in everything, this is walking hand in hand. This is walking with him. This is actually starting to let this word dwell in you richly and to move in the places of your thinking. So it's like you're free, but let me give you the, the key to the freedom. You know, I'm free yes, to do. Yes, 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 yes free, yes, free is interesting. Yes, I'm free anyway. I'm free to choose what I want to choose, but I can, I'm free to choose bondage when, I, when he wants to give me freedom in an area. So I'm free to stay the way I've always been, yes. which will keep me, will get me, what I've been might have been great up until time of elevation. Now, 
I stay the same, I'm going to become bound because he can't teach me what needs to be taught for the promotion, for the move. If you still think the same way about money that you did, and I, well, I've, I've changed. If you still think about money the way you did, you're not going to go to the next place that you need to go. Let me, let's look at this. So he says, that he wrote here, between 1991 and 93, 1993, God is bringing forth men and women in business who will break the back of the enemy, Satan, by breaking forth in the financial arena throughout the world, showing believers in Jesus Christ how to be the lender and not the borrower, investing money in places that God shows them. That's not the, the, the there's things I can say, but that's not where I need to land. And I want to do this within the time that we have. So I'm, we're going to, we can revisit that or somebody else will bring it up. But that's not my assignment today. God will provide inside tracks on when and where to invest and how to spend in order to break the back of the enemy who has exercised control for so long. This will be God taking back the territory that the enemy has monopolized so long, which is money. Now, for me, I received a very simple correction yesterday. It was something that uh, there was a, a lot of um, conversation and explanation, and I walked away with the full package. You know how you get the full thing, but it's in a little compact thing. And so for me, it's no frittering. And that says volumes. But I hear those two words, and I hear all of the instruction that those two words have. So it's like a battery. You take a little battery and you put it in something. The battery in and of itself, there is a bunch of power encased in that. And when you put it and connect it, uh, properly and then, then it powers on what it's supposed to power on. I'm saying that every word God gives there is a power pack and everything that the instructions you may listen to this and you get these long instructions but you'll get these two words one two three whatever words on the little package that battery pack that when you put that in all of the instructions yes, start to yes, flow and yes, move yes, in you yes, everywhere yes. that you need. That's how the word of God works. You may just be John 16, 31. And, but in that is everything he said before you got to that verse. And all of the instructions that he, everything he said, this is the direction. These are your instructions. This is your identity. Every word of God that is released gives yes, you the yes, identity yes, God yes, intends yes, for you yes, to yes, have yes. so that you don't move in the old way. That's See, right. the old way of thinking is not the identity that you have been given. It's the identity or that God is giving. It's the identity that you and the devil and mama and them all created. Yes. yes. But it's not you. That's no. it. Okay? No. So God's people will no longer be bruised and broken by the enemy. This is a time of new beginnings. Christians, believers, will not be conformed to this world. There's Romans 12, bound by their need. Christians will not be conformed to this world or bound by the needs of this world. Trading away your identity to get what the world has to offer. My God. You see, the goods, the goods of the world, God can get. And there's no sorrow connected to it. So the identity, I, I have to read some quotes to you, your, your identification, and this is really, really important, okay? This, this is really, this, this is the money. This is the money part. This is the, the thing that I believe that I, I'm assigned to release today. 
So it is a time of new beginnings, and Christians will not be conformed to this world. Christians, the believers, kingdom citizens, will not be bound by their need, but will be transformed from lack to plenty by following the Spirit's direction. And it's here as well as what you hear him say. It's always, 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 always. I'm going to go back to this word. That's it. That's it. Always. That's it. That's it. That's it. Praise you, Jesus. Okay. We will witness how these people will support God's work without fear of failure. For they will know that in obeying God, they are covered by God's protection, prayer. Fear of failure includes within it fear of man. Yes. Fear of your parents, fear of your children, fear of your spouse, fear of how you look in the eyes of others, fear of social media, fear of whatever or whatever it happens to be, your little clique group, um, fear not to be accepted because I'm going to obey God. I'm afraid that my obeying God is going to bring all kinds of demon um, disaster. Obeying God never brings never. demon disaster. No, it, it brings the will of God right. into full picture and it changes your course and puts you on track, right? So he says, um, and the spirit of trust, integrity, and the spirit of fear of the Lord will encompass and compel them to do all things as God directs. So I'm going to stop right there with that part and get to these things here. Go to um, the same chapter, uh, verse, same book Minister Dury gave us this morning. Go to Luke chapter 6. Now I'm going to give you these things while you go in there. These were uh, apostolic words on correction. Correction is God's direction. Yes. I know she has others, but these are the ones that I have on here. Without correction, there is no protection. All right? Without correction, there is no protection because we walk out from underneath it. Not because God doesn't want to give it. All right? So um, in Isaiah 26, verses 1 through 9, I'll sum it up that it tells you that your prayers are not in vain. Because the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Now, you don't want to learn righteousness the way they're going to learn righteousness. That's right. You want to learn righteousness from righteousness himself. Yes. All right. Yes. And apostolic vision always reflects and directs us toward the fulfilling of our kingdom assignment. Apostolic vision, it always reflects and directs us toward the fulfilling of our kingdom assignment. It is in line directly with what Jesus said. I can do nothing but what I see the Father do. I can say nothing but what I hear the Father say. So apostolic direction always has to reflect the vision of God, but it also directs us toward the fulfilling, the steps, the understanding, the readings, the, the, the changes, whatever it is, it always directs us toward that fulfilling. It's pointing in that direction. It's giving us, it's putting us on that path. This is the direction that you go. This is the path that you take. These are the steps that this, these are who you, who will come. This is some of what will come in your pathway. Be on the lookout for these things. 
Have expectation of these things. Free yourself from these things and continue on. And it'll, continue, it'll take you in that direction. So I also wanted to, uh, I want to talk about frequency, sound, resonance, and atmosphere, but we're going to do it through Luke 6.38. So in Luke 6.38, I want the word that I need you to take away with you today is the word measure. So Luke 6.38, he said, Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same, again, that word measure, that you measure out, that word meet means measure, okay, that you meet, it shall be measured to you again. Now the thing about this word measure is that this is the word metron. So it speaks to your reign of authority, ah! but it also does something else. See, I want to talk about frequency, but I, I want to just give you this. It, it, it sounds like a catchphrase, but it has a lot of power in it. There's the frequency, and then there's frequency. And what I mean is the sound, the waves, the vibration of, of frequency is one thing, but then the frequency of doing things frequently. You see, giving has a sound. Yes, it does. And the measuring of that is not from you or me. Heaven has set the standard for the metro, for the metron. And heaven has to set the, the, the understanding, this is how we gauge your giving. This is how we gauge your metron, your expansion. This is speaking about expansion. If you think of a measuring tape, then you know that you can measure one inch and that's all there is and it can stretch out and stretch out or if it's one of those other kind of things where it goes 200 feet or whatever, they have difference, um, differences and the Bible talks about that measuring line. So when here he said give, that's the command, not the option. And then he says, and it shall, see this is, why is it the command? Because heaven has a Evidence. Heaven has a response. And the, 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 everything that's in the box called give, all of the goodness of it, or all of the, the laws of giving are, are in this word. Give and it shall be. Within that is the law of God. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that frees you from the law of sin and death is contained in those words. Are you guys with me? Yes. Okay, so, okay. and it shall be given. That is a law. Give and it shall be given. That's right. This is why you never give without expectation. That's right. And directing, I'm giving this with the expectation. Uh, it may, I don't have anything specific. Well, be specific in your non-specificity. Okay? I'm giving with nothing in mind other than to say in obedience to your command to give. I am giving for the expansion of my heart, my ability to receive, and then my ability to give again. Because that's the expansion of your metro. Okay. Can you say that again? I am giving out of obedience. I'm giving because you said to give. He said, give and it shall be given. You all see that in your own scripture? You can actually put that one up if you, can, um, if you want to put that up. Give and it shall be given to you. Now that's the law of God. That's right. 
So I gave and I gave and I didn't get anything. No, that's not true. <laughs> it's true that you yeah. did not receive what he had, but it's not true that he didn't give. That's right. It has to be that I give and it's given. It's because he said it. Because he said it. This is not giving to get. It's giving because he said to. It's not giving to get. It's expecting because he said to. That's right. Can you see where you can take the religion off okay. of it? And all yeah, of the grief factor all of it too. Yeah. I don't give. I give because I give. No, I give because God said to give. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Oh, I'm a generous person. That's great. But when you become an obedient person. See, when you become an obedient person, I just give that stuff away. That means you place no value on what you gave. But when you give because God, it pleases God for yeah, you to give, come on now. Yeah. then you have just moved into your measure. All right. Wow. We moved into our measure. Okay. Um, good, pressed down, yes, and shaken together. Why? Because it's compacted. Because the more you're expanded, the more you can take. Yes. The more can be added. How many of us have luggage with that extra zipper? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and when you pack stuff in it and you close it, but you need to take just three more things because you're going to be gone two days. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to need so you got to have the evening gown and the shoes for that and you have to have the right purse for this and I have to have the coat and I'm going to, I don't know I mean you can change it any time so I just want to be prepared for everything so you try to put it all in the 20 inch and then you think about you know what I'm going to have to check it so I may as well just go for the bigger one and then you do what? Press it down. Yeah. You buy those little luggage things that you can fold all your clothes in, zip them up, and press them in. And I have two sets of those. And then you put some other stuff in and press it down. And then you can use that zipper and expand the capacity <laughs> for receiving. It, it can now take more. So I'm going to give it more. This is going to change how you think. The power of the blessing, be fruitful, multiply. My, I, I multiply from my fruitfulness. I give this multiplication to replenish. He does, these are the things that he does. That's how that replenishing, because God pays for everything. God wants to pay for everything. We go, well, I have to pay my rent. Actually, God will pay your rent or your house payment. You know, go higher. Um, he'll do it. You look for the replenishing of it, not your paycheck, but the other parts that he wants to give. As long as you think you take care of it, nothing extra comes. That's right. That's right. You're never working with The them. extra is the replenishing. Some of you, and this don't mean don't go out and spend the money that you should have used to pay the bill. What it means is expect that God wants to pay it and just move aside and say, it, it's your pleasure. I'm going to vibrate on that frequency. It is your pleasure to pay it. And it is my honor to receive it. And I'm going to learn how you replenish. You see, I'm going to learn how you want to do this. Because in everything, this is about pleasing him, what brings pleasure to him. To know that we are not so independent or a fraidy cat or whatever we happen to be at the moment. 
that we're not willing to change so that he can have preeminence in everything. So here, good. this is part of how it's measured. With the, He says, good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. When I give because it pleases you. Many have given and have wondered where the return was because they're looking for men to do instead of praising God for what he does through men. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. You see what I mean? So we're turning this. Okay, I got 11 minutes. All right, nine minutes, forgive me. All right. Shall men give? I'm, I'm as, a, as, a, as, a, as, as one, you give, right? Well, your giving in that moment is fulfilling the second part of this for somebody else. He said, running, pressed down, shaken together and running over, shall men give. Well, in the moment that I gave, this is where they got this twisted idea that they use pyramid schemes or whatever. See, my giving is not for me. It's on behalf of, it, it's, 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 I'm giving because God wants me to give. And I'm giving where God wants me to give, which means that God is then giving where he wants to give for someone else. That's right. So it keeps going. It's Acts chapter 4, or cha chapter 2. They all had, chapter 4, they had all things in common. And they all gave. And it was given. And it kept pouring out because they gave. It's what you read in, 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 I think it's Leviticus, when they were building the temple, when they gave, and they gave, and they gave, and they gave. And funny thing is, they had left Egypt. How were they keep getting replenished to keep giving in the desert? Hallelujah. Except that God had something going on their behalf. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where did they keep getting all the gold? They were in the wilderness for 40 years. Where was all the extra gold coming from? It wasn't because they were going out doing something. They didn't have a local job. Do you see what I mean? There's something in that blessing, the blessing of the Lord, being fruitful, having dominion, replenishing, and so forth, that lets you know his hand is in it and resources are open to you that you don't know about. For him to do it. Okay. Um, so men give for with the same measure that you meet. See, your measure, this is measure for measure, with the same measure, that same heart, that same expansion. And this, in giving, you get to expand, to work to expand your own metron. You can participate in the expansion. This is your wealth increase. This is what this is talking about. This is your increase. Your metron, your capacity to give now is here. But as you keep going, you keep giving, and it keeps coming back, and you keep giving and so forth. Where God wants to give, your authority in the spirit realm for giving and receiving increases. And it's measured back to you on the same levels, degrees, that you have measured it according to heaven. Because heaven is looking at the heart, not the dollar amount. Somebody could give a $20,000 offering with a hard heart. And somebody else might give 
a, a, a two thousand or the same thing, twenty thousand with a with a generous heart. You're going to see a difference in how they receive. Mm. Because right. one felt like they were it was they were being robbed, mm -hmm. and the other was glad to give. Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! Wow! Glory to God! You get people with a lump sum, a large that sum, so this cool. and that and the other, they an inheritance or whatever, and the scarcity mentality. You're going to go without. This may be all you have. Um, if you do this, this is what will happen. This will happen. Th these people will be mad at you. This will happen. Why would God? Why would you want to do all that for God or a place like that? Why don't you give it someplace else? Why don't you do this? Why don't you just hold it for a rainy day? Why don't you just be careful? What about your uh, um, your retirement or your inheritance? Uh, your the inheritance for your kids and, and 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 your spouse that might be sick. Well, they're guaranteed at some point to be sick because you bring a curse on her. And then you're really going to be ticked off that your money went to take care of somebody when you could have been sailing. Okay. So it's, do you see what I mean though? It's how you measure and the, and the, and, and how you measure it is what speaks about how you've been receiving. How you measure God. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, so it's, it's, it's a command. Now the, the last thing I want, I need to say this. Okay. John chapter seven, verse 23. This, this fits in with this. Okay. So go over to John chapter seven. This is something that we had prayed. We had prayed this over our brother Alfonso. I was talking to Soshi, and I had used this expression on an earlier phone call, and Christina kept, kept speaking it. And this expression, I, the expression is every wit whole. And Christina kept repeating it behind me, every wit whole, every wit whole. So then I'm on a Bible study with Soshi, and I mentioned that. She said, that's not a Mexican phrase. I said, well, it is now, because Christina kept saying it. <laughs> Even though you didn't hear Christina say it, Christina said it, so it is now a Mexican phrase. All right. This is the only time this phrase is ever used in the Bible. Jesus was talking to them when they were getting upset with him about him healing somebody. And in verse 22, he said, Moses gave you circumcision, not because it is of Moses, but of the fathers. And you on the Sabbath day will circumcise a man. If a man on the Sabbath day receives circumcision, that the law of Moses should not be broken. Why are you angry? You're angry at me because I've made a man every whit whole on the Sabbath day. And he was calling out their hypocrisy. Well, every whit whole speaks to the word is hollows, and it means all. It means whole or complete. Uh, it, it, it speaks to your prosperity. It speaks to every part of your being. It's from the inside to the outside. It's how you think. It's how you function. It's how you do everything. It, it, it brings you to that place. It's how you give and it's how you receive. It's how you learn. It's how you teach. It's how you speak. It's how you listen. It's everything. Every wit whole means brought back to the place of perfection. The God, the original plan of God. Because whole and complete are words that only come from the kingdom of heaven. That's right. So he's saying, I am restoring, I restored this man. And you're upset because it was done on, on the holy day that it was set apart to rest in God. In God's rest comes your wholeness. Hallelujah. Yes, yes it does. Yes. You see? So when we speak this over somebody and we say, he or she is every whit whole. This is part of what we're talking about. I'm trying to talk about the restoration process um, of all things that 
has for you that pertain to life and godliness. How this, starting with Luke 6.38, and we'll continue on, this is how you can move from a $1,000 offering being your ceiling to a $1,000 offering being your floor and a $10,000 offering being your new ceiling. So that what I mean by that is my, my floor is I always give at least a thousand, but my ceiling is I'm aiming to be able to stay the same about 10,000. And you keep giving at that level, adding a dollar and a two and two dollars and ten dollars, increasing that thousand by faith. So it might be 1025, 1050, 10, whatever it is. And, and you can go lower if you need to, and there's nothing wrong with that. Wherever you start. Is where you start it's not where you stay and in that the increase starts to take place so that that last place that was your floor the ten the one thousand is now the floor ten thousand is the ceiling then ten thousand can become the floor and you'll go on you'll give as a as an employee as an owner and, and as a king and we'll talk about it later I'm out of time so I want to say thank you to everyone that has uh, joined us I want to invite you to come back in 15 minutes for Biblical Solutions for Life Part 2 and um, to enjoy this time with us. It's Shab Sameat, which is basically the uh, Jewish way of saying Happy Holiday, um, but it is a wonderful day in the Lord, and we thank you for